Welcome to the Common Sense Nurse Podcast, a show where we discuss all things health, wellness, and medicine. My name is Erica Jones, and I'm your host. Whether you're a medical professional tuning in to enhance your knowledge in medicine, or just someone who is seeking to gain some perspective in regards to your own health, this podcast is for you. beautiful people and welcome back for yet another episode of the common sense nurse if you've read the title of this episode you know that today's episode is all about self-care self-care is everything and a hot topic right now especially since we're in the midst of a global pandemic so if you're in need of a little tlc or just need some tips and tricks on how to up your self-care game today's episode is definitely one for you as a mom wife and healthcare provider it's a struggle and a balancing act for me when it comes to taking care of myself i know i'm not alone when i say that i've been putting the needs of others before my own needs but now i'm in pursuit of getting back on track and making self-care a priority To help us with our self-care goals, we have a special guest, my best friend, Ms. Jaleesa Kamalafi, joining us today. Jaleesa is an attorney, a girl boss, and a self-care advocate. She is here today to spill all the tea on how she prioritizes her self-care and mental well-being. So without further ado, let me please introduce to you Ms. Jaleesa Kamalafi to the Common Sense First Podcast. Before we get started with our conversation, Jaleesa, do you have anything you would like to say to our listeners? Yeah, you know, really just making sure that you take the time to stop. Okay, <laughs> let's get started. Let's get right into it. So our first question, Jaleesa, what is your definition of self-care? You know, that's a great question. Self-care to me is really stopping to evaluate how mind, body, and soul is really interconnected to each other. And if any one of those areas are out of balance, it is my responsibility to try to get those items back into balance. Well, tell us about your self-care journey. Do you, did you have an epiphany or a special moment that made you realize that you needed to slow down and start making your physical and mental health a priority? Yeah, that's a loaded question. We got to talk about all that. Okay. Well, let's start. Let's let's break down that question one by one. Tell us about your healthcare or your self care journey. Yeah. So it started. Um, I had just graduated law school, so this was um, during the height of the pandemic, and I am trying to study for the bar. I'm working on my job, and so I have two full time jobs and a house that I'm really trying to run. And I really thought that I was superwoman. I was really running past my reserves and I had, I guess I've been doing it for so long, moving from academic to professional life that I didn't really stop to realize that my body was trying to give me cues that, hey, we're tired. Um, I think it first really started with I was experiencing insomnia really bad, but I've always had some touch of insomnia. So I didn't really stop to think that, hey, maybe this is like my body sending up a red flag to say, hey, stop here. We need to talk. I just kept pushing past it. And so the bar exam was supposed to be in July of 2020. 
and COVID hit. And so I didn't really feel comfortable taking the bar exam at that time. So I put a pause on my exam. Well, that was good because it gave me a chance to really then focus 2000% on just work. So I'm in this new profession as a vice president and I am full speed ahead in all things that are related to my job. And bar exam is getting ready to start up in February of 2021. So now we're about in the holiday season, which is already really hectic, but it was like super hectic because I am in a new relationship. And so we're trying to figure out like, you know, what are we going to do for the holidays? There's COVID. So we want to try to make sure that we are being really mindful of that. Whose family are we going to try to see, if any? Um, and then also I'm working and trying to study for the bar exam, which was crazy because literally I, I probably was running 14 hours, 16 hour days. I would get up in the morning at the wee hours of the day and study for three hours. I would get dressed drive into the office or log in from Zoom, which Zoom fatigue is real. So I, if anyone is listening and you sit at a computer all day for WebEx or Zoom meetings and you feel completely depleted, that's a real thing. I didn't know <laughs> that until, until this period in my life really started up. And I would get off of work or log off my computer and then I would start back up dinner and then I would start studying again. And that was literally, that was my routine. Um, until early December and my body completely shut down on me and so when I say completely shut down it was like something I had never experienced before um you know when you're in law school I again I kind of suffered from insomnia then but it was just like I thought it came with the territory I would feel anxious but I really thought again that it came with the territory right so I um I always said that that was like my secret sauce if I wasn't feeling nervous or anxious or just really running through my cases or really running through whatever my assignment was a couple million times in my head, then I wasn't ready. Um, and it paid off because I graduated on time um, with really great grades. And I told myself that that was just normal. Well, I, I later learned it's not normal. Insomnia is not normal. It doesn't come with the territory. Anxiety is real and it's not my secret sauce. And there were a combination of things. It's just like my body literally shut down on me. And it, the scariest day was probably when um, I reached out to you. And I just kind of let you know, like, hey, I had to, I'm, I'm at the emergency room because like my body had literally shut down on itself from the exhaustion. <clears throat> I had a really bad panic attack and I had never had panic attacks before. Um, and that's when I really knew like, hey, something's gonna have to change. And that really was, was the start of my self-care journey, which is funny because I thought that I was practicing self-care up until that point, because I would go do the things that we tell ourselves for self-care, right? I would run a bath and do my bubble baths, but not as consistently. I would go get my nails done or my hair done, not as consistently. Um, or I would go and get a massage, but the, all those things were very sporadic. There was no intention behind any of those activities. And I was running past my reserves. And so that's really when I got out of the hospital, um, that's really when I decided like, okay, I need to make a full stop here and figure out what's going on with myself, what's going on with my body. Something's out of balance, something's out of alignment. And mind you, I'm doing this while still studying for the bar exam. So now I feel completely overwhelmed. And I think that time really for me was just a, a moment of self-reflection in general across the board. 
And so that's really how I started. That was my, the beginning of my journey. Wow. You know, just because you get your nails done once a month, every two weeks, or, you know, however you schedule your nail appointment or your hair appointment, it has to be consistent and it has to have some meaning and purpose behind it. I mean, if not, then it's just another task added to, you know, your already busy life. So it's just like, oh, I got to go get my nails done because they look horrible. Not, you know what, I'm going to take this time to get a pedicure so I can relax and just have time to separate myself from all the busyness that I have going on. So I definitely understand. You just got to find that balance between work and self-care. So I definitely agree. (laughs) So moving right along, can you tell me about your self-care routine now that you are more cognizant and you know you're more aware that you need to make self-care a priority. Yeah, uh, girl, I don't know if we got enough time for it, but <laughs> I'll try to give a short version. Um, one of the things that I really tried to do when, again, everything really kind of popped off and I was like, okay, I got to figure out another way to live life because this way is not working and it's not normal. And I really started with nutrition. So a part of my current self-care journey is the way I treat my body by what I feed it. So I switched to an all organic gluten-free diet. They really started for a couple of reasons. One was that I also had digestive issues. I thought that was normal, right? (laughs) So I never stopped to think about like how all of these items in my life were interconnected with one another. And so I hired a nutritional therapist after everything really happened. And I worked with her for the first 90 to 120 days. Um, and she really worked me up a protocol to really just try to get my body back in balance. Uh, because after adrenal fatigue, which is what I was told that I had suffered from, with, which was essentially burnout, like your body is like, it's in a fight or flight constantly. And so I was trying to find a way to kind of soothe it and to bring it back into balance. So nutrition was the first place that I started. The next thing that I added on after nutrition would have probably been mental health. And so I started with a therapist and talking to her, I was able to unpack a lot of things that I had probably been suppressing. And I still talk to her, right? So these are things that are still a part of my current day self-care routine. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I started incorporating yoga. So figuring out ways to just become more connected with my body, how I could connect my breath and my body together and movement of my body. That really helped me to get reprogram or just really tap back into how my body feels and how it operates when it's in this optimum place. Um, it also helped me to realize the cues that my body was sending me when I was doing something that maybe stretching it or it was uncomfortable. And I never really thought about yoga from that perspective. Yoga also helped me to realize too, that um, as an attorney, we're probably type A personality people. We don't like to be wrong. We think, uh, I mean, literally we're paid to know the answers. Yoga was the thing that challenged that side of me because it was something I was doing that I was not good at. And I was doing it for the first time. And I'm doing it while studying for the bar exam. And so I I had to really find out what was more important to me. Um, Was it going to be my health? And was it passing this exam so that I can move further along in my career? Um, And I initially started thinking that I was going to have to sacrifice one of those items or the other. 
later, the beautiful thing that I realized was that I could really do them all. And I had to do them all in order for me to really be able to be fully here and fully present like I am today. So I think health, starting with my nutrition, um, layering in um, my mental health, and then really starting with the yoga. I've done some things since then. So like I really cleaned up the items that I use in my home. Um, I use aromatherapy. I start my mornings off uh, with a routine now. I have a nighttime routine. I put in boundaries about what time I'm, I allow people to have access to me. And all those things really combine together. They sound really small, but when I combine them and layer them together, they really have made a really large impact. And just adding to what you know, you've told us about your self-care routine, I just want to let everyone know that sleep is important. <laughs> that Girl. is a part of self-care, just pausing, getting seven to nine hours of sleep, drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. All of those things are really great for your body and should be really a part of your self-care journey. Planning time for yourself, vacation, taking that PTO. If you heard our episode last week, you know the importance of removing yourself from work and removing yourself from social media and you know, just the busy day-to-day activities just to take time to rejuvenate yourself and renew yourself is very important. So yeah, speaking of rejuvenating and taking time for yourself, Jalisa, I know you get a lot of compliments about your beautiful skin um, and we're talking about self-care routines. Can you give us some tips and tricks um, that you use for your own self-care skincare routine, if you don't mind sharing with our listeners? Yes. So that's crazy that you say that though, right? Because in the height of everything going crazy, my beautiful skin broke out on me like I was an adolescent and I didn't understand what was going on because I have never experienced that. But it really was everything that you just shared. I didn't try anything crazy. I didn't go do any chemical pills. I didn't add in a lot of extra layers or any chemicals or anything to my skin. Really, what I was able to do in that moment to bring it back to balance and what I do now to really maintain where it is, is sleep. I don't play about my sleep. I don't sacrifice my sleep. Um, I have a do not disturb quiet hours for me that starts in my life at 9 p.m. So if you calling, you're not going to get through. Unless she is not lying about that. (laughs) She is not lying. She is not lying. I don't care if you are her best friend. I don't care if you her mom. You better be on the do not disturb list to reach Jalisa after 8 p.m. If you know her, you know how it is. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't I don't sacrifice that anymore because you know, coming from a place of insomnia to later being able to get a full night's rest, that was a big deal for me. So sleep, right, is one of the things that I really do advocate for especially when you're trying to maintain or even just bring your skin back into balance um pillowcases so I switched out my pillows um my pillowcases to satin pillowcases and I bought some really nice ones so not the ones you get from the beauty supply store right so these were um these were really I think the first thing that I just tried to make a difference on and like in my home because I also realized too that our pillows hold a lot of just dirt or germs or just sweat, um, dry skin, things that are flaky. Things that are just moving around on your face when you're asleep. 
and it's landing on your pillows, if you're not switching out those pillowcases often and frequently, I'm talking a couple of days a week is how often I change out my pillowcases. Um, that really help, has helped. I wash my face with, so I used a Sunday Riley collection of face care. All of it is plant-based. It's very gentle. You can find it at Sephora or maybe some of your higher-end stores. Like we have a store here that kind of reminds me of like a Dillard's um, that carries the Sunday Riley collection. But I definitely know that you can find Sunday Riley on her website as well as on um, in Sephora, on Sephora's website and in person. Um, I double wash. And so what that really means is that I go in first with like a like a cleansing balm and almost looks like an oil to get all, to make sure I've gotten all of my makeup off. And then I go back in and wash my face with the actual face wash that is in the Sunday Riley collection. And then I don't I don't skip on moisturizing my skin. I think sometimes, especially if we think that we have oily skin, that we don't need the moisture. But that's actually the opposite. Your, your skin is producing all of that oil because it's, it's trying to moisturize itself. And so you need to really help bring it back to balance. So I make sure that I'm moisturized and I'm cleaning my skin really well when I'm outside. Sunday Riley is probably one of the first lines that I found a sunscreen that didn't leave like that, that flaky white ghost look. Um, I think there's some others that may be black owned businesses which I totally support, but I wasn't able to find any. Um, but this, like I said, the Sunday Riley collection for the sunscreen has been one of the things that I've added into my collection. And then now on the other side of 30, in our 30s, I started using retinol. So I use a retinol cream at night. And I think that that has also really helped to just kind of like smooth out any type of unevenness and any type of texture in my skin. And then of course, now because I'm more cognizant of my time, and how I'm making sure myself, how I make sure that my body stays in balance. I go to the esthetician and I get facials, routine facials once a month. Um, but again, nothing super crazy. I haven't started doing any like chemical peels or anything. It's just really a way to help me to relax and to make sure that my skin is nice and clean and that it's hydrated and that I drink a lot of water. I cut out caffeine and, so, and I don't drink any like teas or juices um, primarily. So really what you're going to get for me is hot tea or water. And I also don't drink anymore. Um, I may have a glass of wine or two if I'm out with friends for dinner. But outside of that, I don't really drink any alcohol. I don't know if that's helped, but I know that those things in a combination have really brought my skin and really my body back to balance. Oh, definitely. I agree. I use retinol. I use, you know, moisturizing, um, face moisturizers and hydrating facial cleansers uh, mm -hmm. as well, Julissa. And, you know, like I said, after turning 30, we have to be really intentional about investing in our skincare products because, you know, our skin changes, you know, as we get older, we, do, we don't have the elasticity in our skin as we did when we were in our twenties and our collagen levels are decreased. So yes, yeah, skincare is very important. And let me highlight, okay, sis, Please let's normalize washing our sheets. Oh, girl. <laughs> At <laughs> least a once word. a week. Let's normalize that because you, you just don't know how beneficial that is to your skin. Your sheets hold a lot of dirt and oil. And you know, if you're like me, you sweat at night. So, I mean, all of those bacteria and, you know, just 
all that dirty crap in your sheets, wash the sheets because it really can improve your skincare. Yeah. You know, the other thing I would say too, on top of uh, washing your sheets and switching out your sheets is that I use, I have three face towels that I use at any given um, time, you know, from the Ruta to the Tuta, right? But the one for my face is separate, right? From everything else. And I also make sure that I switch it out frequently, like every day, if not every other day, because I also noticed that that made a difference with my skin. So I went and bought like a cheap pack of white um, face cloths that you can buy from like Walmart. Um, and I really use those or I also have some black ones. Like if I have guests that are, you know, guests that are going to come over and they're going to be cleaning their face with makeup. I don't want them to stain my good, you know, face towel. So I give them the black ones. But yeah, just really making sure too that like you're separating out your face towels. And I know that sounds so basic, but it like, it really makes a difference. Jaleesa, I'm not sure if you recall me describing the characteristics of someone who may be suffering from compassion fatigue on last week's episode, but I talked about how people oftentimes put the needs of others before their own, which can lead to burnout and is a component of compassion fatigue itself. With that being said, do you think someone is being selfish if they put their needs before someone else's? Should they feel guilty for choosing themselves over others? Child, no. And I'm going to tell you why, right? You cannot pour from an empty glass. I know that probably sounds super cliche, but you can't. I am no good to you. I am, I am of no service to you or my children, or to my man, or on my job, or in my community, if I am empty, if I have nothing left to give to you. And so I really think that it's important to really find times to really steal quiet moments for yourself, to put in boundaries. And really, the boundary is a preference for you, but it also allows the other person that you're interacting with to know what where they stand what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And so a lot of times when people are putting in new boundaries, right, you're, it's going to feel abnormal to you. It was at, it felt abnormal to me to, to really cut off access to myself. You know, when I'm thinking about, I stay in another state from all of my family and most of my friends. And so knowing that I always tried to make sure that I kept myself available. And you know, you have family members who may want to call you to talk about some issue legal related that they want to talk to you about and they just want to prick your ear about it. But just really learning that like, okay, there's a time and a place for that, but I have to find a moment to really quiet my mind, to rest my body. And that doesn't always look like going to sleep or taking a nap. It really does look like, you know, putting your phone on do not disturb, going on a social media detox. Um, Finding something on TV that brings you joy. You know, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but when I do, I'm intentional about that as well. I try not to, or I really try to limit the amount of like reality TV that I take in. I try to really limit how much news I take in. I really try to limit and make sure that the things that I'm watching that I'm allowing to come into my body or through my ears, that they're really going to really help amplify the things that I'm trying to do for myself. And so I think that when you're, when you are new to boundaries for yourself, that's going to be the place that really you're, you, you need to trust you and, and trust that what you're doing is for the betterment of not only yourself, but those people that are leaning and in, in, in depending on you. 
but you're not going to be able to get there if you are running past your reserves. And a lot of times, especially as women, we do that, right? We wear so many hats and we're thinking that we're responsible, responsible for absolutely everything. And that if we don't do this thing, it's going to fall apart. And it, the only person who can do it is me. And a lot of times that robs those people in our lives and opportunities to show up for us. And so when they say things like, oh, check on your strong friends, sometimes I strong friends because I used to be her, like also has to really raise our hand and say that, hey, I need help. I can't do all these things and I'm not able to juggle all these things. And so noticing that you need help and knowing that asking for help is really courageous, is really brave, is really a strength, is not a weakness. And then also recognizing that as you're really pouring back into yourself by either putting in those boundaries or asking for help, the last thing is just knowing when to celebrate the moments that you do have. Because a lot of times we get so focused on what the end goal is that we lose an opportunity to be present in the right now and to celebrate those small wins that we're having. And so everything, it doesn't have to be done in the same 24 hours. And so you need to decide if the thing that you are putting on your to-do list or on your plate is really, is it a, um, a plastic item or is it a glass item, right? Our glass items are the things that we absolutely need to make sure that, that we don't drop the ball on because those, when they break, when they shatter, those are the things that are going to be harder to try to repair. That's going to be those things that you know are going to have a lasting rippling um, impact in your life or in the life of those that you are um, helping or assisting, right? But those rubber balls, the rubber balls can fall and they're going to be okay. You can pick that, pick that one back up today, tomorrow, two weeks from now and, and rotate it back in. But I think a lot of times we try to give everything the same level of importance and that's just not, that's not sustainable. So Here's another question. Why do you think people neglect self-care? Oh, that's a million dollar question. I was her. <laughs> I was her. Um, you know, honestly, I think it is. It's a couple of different things. So I'm going to give you an honest answer. I think that you are not going to recognize that you need self-care. Because you or others may believe that self-care is a luxury that I haven't deserved, that I haven't earned. And it's not, it, it may feel selfish. It may feel bougie. You know, all of the, the, the coined phrases that we kind of attach to these to, to make it taboo or to just make it kind of seem like it is trendy. But when we really pull back the layers, a lot of times we don't believe that we've earned the right to self-care. And really, I don't even call it self-care. I call it soul care because there are so mm. many facets to it that, and at all times, all of those facets don't really need your attention. But if you're noticing that you're out of balance, well, first to notice that you're out of balance means that you need to be in tune with yourself. And a lot of times we're, we believe we're being pulled in a million different different directions and so we're not being able to really sit down and get quiet with ourselves we just move from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing and we think that that's great that's glorified right when we when we hear things like oh sis go get your bag or oh I can sleep when I'm dead yeah but you're gonna be dead if you don't go get no sleep and so I think that a lot of times we don't think we've earned the right 
to rest, earn the right to slow down, and that we think that it's, it is our responsibility and our duty to keep moving. And when you think about it from the context of being a girl boss, right, you're thinking about that a lot of times in the context of what our male counterparts are able to do. And that's a whole nother conversation. But from a, from a feminine perspective, we need that rest. Because if you notice how you feel after a vacation or after a couple of days off, you're probably feeling a lot more energized. Your creativity is flowing a lot more fluid, right? And you're being able to be less snarky, less um, snappy, right? When you're interacting with people, you're probably being able to influence a lot easier. It comes more naturally. You're really being able to, to dial up the charm, right? But we're, it's hard for us to, because those are really our superpowers as, as women, right? But we're, it's hard for us to get into those things if we're literally on the go 2,000 and, and you know, 10% of the time. Like you literally give yourself no time to rest, no time to stop, then you're not going to be able to really be as effective as you think. I totally agree. Well, folks, I think that's a wrap for this Self-Care Sunday chat. Jaleesa, thank you so much for joining us here at the Common Sense Nurse Podcast, a show where we aim to make common sense a common practice. We hope that you will bless us with your presence and join us in future episodes for another conversation. But until then, we want to thank you all and thank our listeners for tuning in and joining us today. Bye. Thank you all for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to hear from you all soon. You can contact us on Instagram at the Common Sense Nurse or email us at thecommonsensenurse at gmail.com. Before signing off, we want to remind you that we are here to educate and advocate. We are not here to replace the advice of your medical provider, so please refer to our disclaimers for further details.